Good morning, folks. Thanks for joining us on the Extra here in Canio News Radio. And uh, we always get started on a Friday. We do a hometown hero. And um, this one's a little, a little, you know, this is a sad one, folks. It's uh, This is a gal I knew personally, um, Brianna Perkins. And um, unfortunately, she passed away at 37 years old, served in the United States military, retired out of... Uh, Fort Carson, and uh, recently just passed away. And so um, her mother, Beverly, also served in the United States military, and uh, she came into town to help handle the affairs. And unfortunately, Brianna has two children, and uh, it, it's a very sad situation. Um, so Mary Golds is going to take care of their Thanksgiving dinner. And so that's what we reserved our hometown hero for today, um, for Brianna and her mom, Beverly, who both served in the United States military. And uh, Mary Golds is going to do the best they can to, you know, lift their spirits during this time. So, uh, you know, say some prayers for the Perkins family. And, um, you know, we, we appreciate your support here of the hometown hero. I uh, talked with officer walsh last night he was up at marigolds and said it was unbelievable and uh you know really really lifted his spirits um you know just remember everything the the law enforcement goes through in this town um the nurses the first responders um the teachers right and and our military the sacrifices they make and uh it's not easy it weighs on them and so sometimes you think well you know, it's just a dinner. It can go a long way. It can go a very long way of just saying, hey, we, we really appreciate you and, um, you know, lifting their spirits. So if you if you know of somebody, just reach out to me. We'll get them on for the show, for the hometown hero. But today we're talking about taxes. And we have Wayne Givens, who's going to be joining us after this commercial break. We're going to talk about new developments in the tax code this year and some tax benefits that you need to know about. Uh, I think we're going to kick it off with uh, some of the deals around the electric vehicles. So uh, once again, Wayne Givens is on the air with us. Right after these commercial breaks, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Extra on Catering News Radio. Okay, folks, what could you imagine? That'd be any more fun to talk about than taxes. Come on, baby. I mean, who cares about Thanksgiving and Christmas? We're talking about taxes. Right, Wayne? That's right. That's right. That's why I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great, Wayne. I'm good. Yeah. Wayne's so fired up here, we just strap him down to the chair. He had too many Red Bulls this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, tell us, tell the radio listeners a little bit about how you got involved in the tax world and what makes you the true professional you are. So I got, yeah, so it's, 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 I've been in taxes for a long time. It's, it's been 13 years now. So I started in 2010. And then uh, got my license, my CPA license in 2015 and uh, have been in uh, private practice ever since. So it's fun. I love it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I met Wayne on the baseball field, actually. We were playing in the men's senior baseball league here in town. So I think Wayne had the biggest injury, right? Didn't you dislocate your shoulder? Yes. And I, (laughs) yeah. You're diving for that ball. Yeah, not sure it was worth it in retrospect. Making trying to make that catch. <laughs> I know. I don't. 
I don't think it was. I was sitting on the bench because that's usually where I hung out. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to do not not much running out there. I'd like to get up there and hit, but the running's a it's overrated. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember seeing you run around the bases. You were good at hitting, but <laughs> the running you you didn't want to do as much. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, so that's how I met Wayne, and uh, Wayne knows a, a ton about the uh, tax code and all the changes. Um, isn't this the first year of the Familia deal that the next year they're going to be put in place? This year they started collecting for it, correct? The um, family thing, The Colorado. family medical leave. Yeah. Uh, yes. I probably didn't pronounce so, it right. So, uh, yeah, there's a couple of these that they're, that they're putting in place. But, um, right, they're making it mandatory for business owners to now provide uh, leave. So they basically have to start um, withholding from the employees a certain percentage of their wages to, and it goes into a fund into uh, Colorado, administrates it. And then if those employees have to take medical leave, they can then do that and they get a percentage of their pay and it allows them to not have to worry about leaving work. So overall, it's, it's probably a decent provision. Um, once the employer reaches a certain number of employees, they actually need to contribute into the fund uh, as well. Yeah, and and what is it? It's over two employees, I think three, something like that. Um, so it is. Uh, I believe it's ten. Oh, wow! I thought it was a low number. No, pretty high. Yep. Yeah, that'll well, disc- that'll probably discourage some businesses from growing and hiring more employees. Right. Well, they're 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 adding yeah. some more regulations. They've got the uh, a Colorado Savings one as well, where employers are now required to, if they don't have a retirement plan in place, then they've got to set one up to try to provide for their employees uh, that way. Okay. There you go. So, but there's a lot of changes happening. There's a lot. Um, you know, I think um, there's there's a few for this year that I think are really important to touch on. Um, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was one of the bigger changes, and that was the the tax law that took place in 2017 under Trump and really took effect in 2018, and that had sweeping changes. I remember staying up at night for, for hours. That kept you up to, at night, huh? You were having nightmares. <laughs> it, was, it was so many changes, and it was it took me like 50 hours to really try to reconcile everything. It, it was yeah, that's it was, you know Trump's through incredible through the book at you man he really it was it was hard at first it was so so much to digest um but but that that did a lot it it yeah. doubled the child tax credit it doubled the standard deduction it, yeah oh yeah for small businesses it created the qualified business income deduction for them and that was a huge tax benefit um so overall looking at it now do you think what he did was good do you think it helped Extremely good. Overhaul. Very, the whole very good. It's huge. Huge. Made a very big difference. <laughs> yeah. It, it was cut- tough. It was tough for Wayne to learn it, but it was good. Very good. It, it cut taxes basically across the board for individuals, small businesses. He did cut the corporate tax rate to 21%. And it, it, I think it's part of what allowed the economy to, to, to boom a little bit in that yeah. period. Um, well, definitely the standard deduction. It doubled. Yeah. I mean, that's huge for people. Enormous, exactly, because the standard deduction comes off of their highest marginal tax bracket, so it saves them the most in taxes that way. And then the the qualified business income deduction affects all small business owners, whether they're an Uber driver or they have a, a larger partnership. 
they got a 20% deduction off of their net income through that deduction. That was purely because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And that was the same provision that created the 100% bonus depreciation. So that was that was enacted as part of that. Okay. And that's part of the cost segregation study. So when you do a cost segregation study on a piece of real estate, before the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you had to you split up the property between five year, seven year, fifteen year property, and you would take deductions over those five, seven, and fifteen years. It was still very good to do a cost segregation yeah. study. But it wasn't like the instant gratification of bonus depreciation where you took thirty percent of the purchase price of the building in the year that you did the cost segregation study. Which is huge. Which is what we have basically now or through the end of twenty twenty two. Uh we, we had 100% bonus depreciation, which was amazing. We're not getting that next year? We're not getting that this year either. It's down to 80% in 2023, and then it's going to it's gonna we'll decrease. It was set to phase out. It was part of the provisions. Uh, they were, they're set to sunset. So I think, it's, I think it's important for folks to remember that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act changes are set to expire at the end of 2025. So we'll see... If they don't get renewed or nothing happens, then we're going to see the taxes uh, kind of go up across the board. We're not going to have bonus depreciation. The qualified business income deduction will phase out. So that's going to be a very interesting year. We've got the election oh, yeah. in 2024. That'll hurt, that'll hurt hurt big business. And small For business. Sure. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, all business. Absolutely. Yeah, more taxes. I They're going to let it expire. I mean, I don't know. Do you think the government wants more of your money or not? They, they definitely do seem to yeah there's another one that that i'd like to touch on as well that kind of illustrates that that so that's up in 2025 yes okay well so we're gonna talk about that on the next uh segment too we're gonna talk about cost segregation we're gonna talk about ways you don't have to pay taxes legally right wayne there are ways where you do not have to pay any taxes and it's totally legal that's right you just have to plan appropriately for it, and uh, if you do certain things, then you can eliminate your tax liability. There you go. That's it, folks. That's why you want to stick around, okay? Because you're giving too much money to Uncle Sam, and Wayne's going to chalk you up a little game plan here, teach you how to not not give as much to Uncle Sam, right? That's right. There's there's a lot that you can do from from simple items that a lot of people overlook to more complex strategies that... Uh, you can you can also utilize to save uh, save money in taxes. That's how Trump pays zero taxes, right? He's a real estate mogul. That's right. He, yeah, he paid like and people are really ticked off about that. You know, it's it's really interesting. So so right, they were trying to subpoena his tax returns and and well, he did. look at it. He came out. Yeah, and and I think um, the one year he paid five hundred and like seventy five bucks. Doll. Right, and which every, is good to see him pay his fair share. Yes, and and a fair few people were were outraged by that. But what they don't realize is that you know he had prior year losses that were carried forward, and it kind <laughs> of it allows him to use those losses against his current year income. <laughs> Uh, and you know the rules are not different for him. Everyone, everyone has the same rules and can utilize the tax code to the same benefit that uh, that he does. Yeah. Well, people get angry when they don't, you know, they don't see all the stuff, you know, on the back end of it and all the stuff put into it. They just see he doesn't pay taxes, you know. But he did it legally and ethically, so that you know, it's uh, at least on the tax part. I know he's 
right now battling the inflating his real estate values for uh, bank loans and deflating them for taxes. Oh yeah, He's- that's a that's a nice little play right there. <laughs> <laughs> Folks in New York City didn't think it was too good. They pulled they pulled a pass interference on that one through the flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but um, there's but, an, yeah. there's another item that I think is really important that's new for 2023 as well. Okay. Um. So there is so third party settlement organizations. So we're talking PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Those organizations Zell. actually. Uh, <laughs> You know what's funny about that is Zell is actually not uh, oh. not one of them. Um, so sorry I interrupted you. With no that you're, incorrect you're, information. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I mean, it's a work. Zell becomes a workaround for this this new provision that's 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 live in 2023, which is that if it's already you, live this year. That right. So it's old you, news. I thought we were getting new news. This well, this is brand new. It's gonna people are gonna it's it's coming in January when people okay. get the ten ninety nine Ks. Okay. And, right. and um So you're telling me Venmo's gonna give you a ten ninety nine? Yes. Yes. So so now what's happening is that Killing. if folks receive money through some of these third party settlement organizations and it's six hundred dollars or more, then they're gonna get a ten ninety nine K in January and that ten ninety nine K is gonna say that they've got reportable income. What if it's just between friends? So supposedly with these apps, you're supposed to be able to designate a payment to someone, whether or not it's for goods and services. Okay. And I don't know if you've seen that, if you've used the app, if it's allowed you to, to toggle that option. I have seen that option. You have. I Excellent. Have. So yeah. now when you have Scared someone me when I saw it, that you actually. don't like, you can just, <laughs> you can click it to be goods and services and, and yeah. put the government on them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm going to start doing that actually. Some people on my Venmo list. I might do it to you. <laughs> don't do it to me. <laughs> yeah. Get Uncle Sam on. You're right before the holidays. Yep. Yep. You know? So, so um, That's a really good one to know about. It's very important because it's going to affect a lot of a lot of folks. It's going to affect probably 40, 50 million yeah, Americans. People selling stuff on Craigslist, this, that. Exactly. Like think of a, a garage sale situation. So if someone sells furniture, right, and they sell it for $600 at a garage sale and the person that buys that furniture wants to pay through Cash App or Venmo and they send $600, then you're going to get that 1099K in January that says, hey, you've got $600 worth of income. Now you're going to say, well, hold on a second. I only owe taxes on the profit of that six hundred dollars, yeah, right? Yeah. But you bought that furniture for a thousand dollars four Take years ago, <laughs> so you lost money yeah. on the transaction. So, but the 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 tricky part about that is going to be so now because of that ten ninety nine k, you need to produce receipts for the furniture that you originally bought. It's Otherwise, yeah. So we just go back to cash. Exactly. Cash for Zell. You know, this is what the government's trying to push us to is with this Fed, Digicoin, everything, they want to track every single dollar and know exactly how you're spending it. You know, yep. cash is king. So what do you learn from that? Pay with cash, right? You've got to- Or Zell. Or Zell. Zelly, Zelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get some more followers on that Zell app. I'll tell you that right now. Sign up for Zell, folks. That's the takeaway from the first segment. We're going to hear from ABC News. We're going to be back with Wayne Givens, tax extraordinaire, here in Colorado Springs. 
Thanks for tuning in to the extra. I'll be back after these messages. All right, we are back into it. Got Wayno here uh, talking a little bit about taxes. And uh, we were just chatting over the break. You can just buy a plane and not pay any taxes, right, Wayne? That's right. Yep. <laughs> as if, long as you use it for business. That's right. It's got to be used for business. If you got personal use on your airplane, then uh, it's going to really cut into your deduction. Yeah. We've been using Trump as an example a lot today. So he probably bought that big old whopping plane, and that was a year he probably didn't have to pay taxes. That's right. Probably did some year-end tax planning, <laughs> decided to, to buy the jet. Year-end tax it. planning. Do some tax planning. <clears throat> yep. We'll get that 737. <laughs> yeah. Fire it up. I wonder if he sent that over via Venmo. Can I pay you guys Venmo? <laughs> or if he wrote a check. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I was thinking about I was thinking about the uh his uh his Trump jet actually. Yes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm yes. talking about. The 737. Yes. I think that's what it is. It's huge. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm not I've talking about the little Cessna at Caller Springs Airport. We're talking about the big dog. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we laugh about that. Um, (laughs) But for real, if you use it for all business, you know, you'd hear about these millionaires who go out and do that. They go buy a jet and then they don't owe anything to Uncle Sam because they're they're depreciating it. Right, Wayne? That's right. They just depreciate the jet. All the expenses associated with the jet are tax deductible. So it's an expensive jet, but if you're looking at a large tax liability and you don't exactly want to pay Uncle Sam and you'd rather have a jet, you could <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> okay, when you sell the jet, though, in two years, times get tough, you sell the jet, do you owe the taxes back? Yes. So you've got to do full depreciation recapture on the jet for what you sell it for, assuming it sells for, for less than what you paid. So you want to be careful in that situation. Just like buying a heavy SUV. Is the heavy SUV discount dealio still around? Yes. I thought that was expiring. Nope. You really? Can, no. You can still uh, pick up an SUV. It's over 6,000 pounds, right? Right. There you go. Yep. So, how does that work? Yes. So, it just has to be more than 6,000 pounds, and then you can take a full deduction for for the SUV uh, in the year that you make the purchase. So it's it's a great year in tax planning tool. So if you're showing a lot of income, maybe the income is subject to self-employment taxes as well, then you can pick up an SUV and um, deduct it in full and, and in a lot of cases wipe out your taxes completely. Yeah. Well, to give us an example, $50,000 SUV, say the person's tax bracket is what? 22% maybe is pretty standard for federal taxes. But, you know, you've got state taxes, and then if it's subject to the self-employment taxes, you're looking at 42%, a 42% combined tax rate. So you're literally buying that car for fifty grand and getting close to 25000 back in your pocket. Yes. So that car in actual reality costs you 25000 Yes. As long as you're using it for business. Exactly. As long as Does it's it have a- to go under an LLC? No. Does not have to be under an LLC. You could do that. A lot of people, most of them will be under LLCs, but you don't have to. No. You can just say, hey, I'm using it to um, do Grubhub. Right. You could, right. You could be an Uber driver. Yeah, and say, I only do one, one, one ride a year. Well, business is bad. <laughs> I'm buying a buying $100,000 truck and I'm going to take 50000 off. That might be aggressive, but <laughs> I'm throwing all these, these uh, weird scenarios at you. Wayne. As long as, as long as, um, 
the as long as a hundred percent of the miles that you drive the vehicle are business miles, then then yeah. you're gonna deduct a hundred percent of that vehicle. You're just like I'm pulling up the app and no one wants a ride. Just driving around town. <laughs> yep. Those those are business miles looking for, for a ride, actually. Oh, it's funny. So um tell us a little bit about uh the electric vehicle. Yeah, so there is there is a new tax credit. Um, the clean vehicle credit, it's called. So this is available for um, electric vehicles, plug-in uh, hybrid vehicles. How about go- how about, does a golf cart qualify then? Unfortunately, no. We uh, plug those in. Yes, they're advancing <laughs> those as well, quite nicely, I, I imagine. Um, <laughs> and uh, but uh, but this is a nice credit. It's worth seventy five hundred dollars for a new electric vehicle. And you can get this credit now, and it's 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 you don't have to be a business owner in order to qualify for the credit. So you can just be a regular individual. You can buy an electric vehicle, and then you can qualify for the seventy five hundred dollar credit. It even uh, you're even able to get a four thousand dollar credit for uh, a used electric vehicle. There are some requirements and some restrictions, so you want to be aware of those before you go out and pick up an electric vehicle. You're tough to pick them up too, since they weigh so much. Oh yeah, they're like four times the weight of a normal car, right? The you electric know what? vehicles, because the batteries they are. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I think they are a fair bit. That's why they're worried about roads cracking and maintaining roads. I'm being serious. And when they get in accidents, how be- much worse the accidents will be because they're so much heavier, right? Of a vehicle. So that's why I said it'd be tough for you to pick one up. Like you literally know, pick one up, be heavy. You make a good point. <laughs> You know, people don't talk about the negatives though of the electric cars. They just talk about um, the positives and how many more trees are going to be blooming. Yeah, the the batteries too. I think are a big consideration. Yeah. how do you, how do you dispose of those? Yep. Um, and and then also you got a two twenty in your house and you're charging it, so you're not getting away scot free. And if you got to charge it on the road, you're still paying to charge it. And it takes know? a lot longer to charge it versus filling yeah. up a gas tank. But I just you know, it's. Uh, it's Funny, improving though. They want to paint that picture so that's true. beautifully, but you know, we'll see what that's comes a, next. That's a, yeah, that's a, they'll keep making improvements. Other, yeah, it's all they're working on. Um, I think fuel cell vehicles as well, hydrogen powered. So that'll yeah. be another improvement. Well, United Airlines said they're just going to run all their stuff off like vegetable oil or something like that. For real, they for real by like twenty fifty. I think right. they're just going to be partner with a bunch of restaurants, get the old vegetable oil, <laughs> toss it in the plane. <laughs> yeah. Well, this plane's got McDonald's oil. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be bumpy. <laughs> yeah, may not make it there. Well, this one's coming from uh, Ritz uh, Steakhouse, so this is going to be – we got the premium vegetable oil smooth coming from R- Ruth Chris Steakhouse. It's going to be a smooth ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so. – um, but there are income limits for for this new credit for the uh, for the clean vehicles. So you just if you're single, you can make up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars in income and qualify for the credit. If you're married, three hundred thousand, and you'll still qualify for the credit. If you make more money than that, you're not going to qualify for the clean vehicle credit. So you yeah. want to keep that in mind. Then go get a big diesel and go the whole other direction. But that kicks out all the black smoke. If you make over 300K, right? Stick it to the government. (laughs) Oh, that's good. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we got about five minutes left. 
and and we've talked about the electric vehicle. We've talked about um, planes, right? We should maybe talk about boats now. Boats, planes, cars. Just kidding, Wayne. Um, let's hear how people save a lot when it comes to real estate, because that's one of the biggest tax savings out there, like cost segregation, rental properties. Just bring us into that whole world. Yep. So real estate has always been a tax shelter, um, and that's primarily through through depreciation, through cost segregation studies. Um, you know, if your if your real estate venture rises to the level of a trader business as well, if you get a little bit more involved. You can get even more deductions. You can deduct a portion of your cell phone. You can take the home office deduction. You're going to take auto deductions in that situation. So you can operate your real estate like a business and you can get a number of those benefits that business owners get on top of uh, deducting the the real estate itself. So it's, it's excellent. A lot of times with real estate, you'll get positive cash flow, but you won't end up actually paying any taxes on that cash flow. And tell us a little bit, like we, we were joking around about Trump, but these people who don't pay any taxes, how does that happen? That's purely through cost segregation studies. That is the most common way to eliminate your tax liability because you can, you know, real estate is very expensive and usually you'll depreciate it over a long period of time, 27 and a half years. But with the cost seg study, you can front load the depreciation and eliminate a large tax liability that you'd otherwise have. So it's it's excellent. It's always been excellent. And then um, you know you can pick up a new piece of real estate towards the end of the year as part of tax planning. You can invest in other states as well if if you like to vacation in one particular area, maybe Hawaii. You can pick up some real estate there, and then um, you can manage your real estate in Hawaii, and then you can deduct your travel expenses back and forth. <laughs> there you go. Bring the sunscreen. Bring the sunscreen. That's all you got to remember, right? Yep, that's it. That's pretty <laughs> much it. So, um, yeah, and it frustrates people because they see these, you know, what they quote-unquote rich people who don't pay taxes or they pay very little and it's just because they're using the tax code to their benefit that's right they're not doing anything unethical they're just they're using the tax code benefit you know right they're savvy investors they they understand the rules they know the rules and that's that's honestly what matters and then once you know the rules you can take advantage of it and you can modify your situation to benefit from the tax code it's not that difficult to do, but you you do want to have a an understanding so that you can organize your your affairs in that way uh, to take advantage of of those benefits. Now, are there any other loopholes that you're seeing people use besides real estate? Whether it be like you know, I've heard some people using like life insurance as pumping a bunch of money in that way where they don't have to pay taxes on the gains. Right? It's like a like an IRA on steroids. Living trust, anything like that? So some people use some of those strategies. Um, I don't, I don't uh, You're not like big on the, them. the life insurance one as much. Why not? Trusts. Um, I mean, life insurance, I think what you're doing is, um, I think you're, you're essentially borrowing from yourself instead of 
getting like a real tax benefit from it. Um, so I, I don't know that that strategy is quite as good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a strategy I, I imagine, but I don't, <laughs> but your I don't, best financial I don't probably like strategy is putting the 6,500 a year in your Roth IRA, right? And having it grow tax free and it comes out tax free. Would you say that's one of the best savings? Roth IRAs are good. I mean, if you're if you're a business owner, you want to go a little bit further than than I think a Roth IRA. Maybe you do a solo four hundred one k. But then you got to per- so okay. No. That one's that one's excellent. Um, there there but is a four hundred one k. You get taxed on it, man. For the traditional one, right? When you retire, well, the big key. So the, the big, Roth IRA, you don't. Right. Exactly. So the so the how question can you is say that the four hundred one k is better. Well, the four hundred one k is basically both a traditional and and a Roth. But um, the question is, you know, it's an interesting question. Which is better, right? A traditional yeah, that's what IRA you. or a Roth IRA? And it's funny because the answer lies in, you know, are you being? Will you be in a higher tax bracket now, or will you be in a higher tax bracket when you retire? Or will ta- or will the government raise taxes by the time I'm sixty to seventy percent? That's true. That's a big. And who factor. knows? They may just take away the Roth IRA deal and say, "Nope, we're taxing you on that money now." They could do that. They may not do that because Social Security is going to go bankrupt. Yeah, potentially. We'll see. Definitely. But, is. Um. So I mean, if you're in, a, if if you work a, a a job and you make a high salary now. And then in retirement, you're not going to have that job anymore and you're going to live off of Social Security in your retirement. In that situation, it's better to contribute to a traditional retirement account, whether that's a 401k, whether that's an IRA. But if you're going to do something different where maybe you're going to invest even more in real estate and you're going to have a, a fair amount of income later in life, or, and maybe you don't, you're not in a high tax bracket now, that situation lends itself towards investing into a Roth retirement account. There you go, folks. We got about one second left. Um, Wayne, do you, are you even taking on new clients? I think, I think I've got room for, for a few, but, uh, but I know generally- sometimes you shut people down, man. It's like trying to make the New York Yankees. <laughs> you know, it's like basically the difficulty of getting Wayne to take you on as a client is like trying to make the Yankees. I try to help. Uh, I try to help small businesses. I, I think that's a, a focus of mine. Is anyone that's got a small business? There's a lot that could be done for those for those folks. Um, if they're not careful, they get or they taxed. own investment properties, right? Right, or if they own real estate. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, if, right. if small businesses aren't careful, they'll get taxed out of their shoes. So, so that's where I come in and I can help. And you quite give a them bit. a pair of flip flops and say, "Don't worry about your shoes." Yep, relax, enjoy the sun. Here's some sunscreen. <laughs> Hey, uh, do you want to give out your phone number or not? Sure. Okay. Sure. I could be reached uh, at uh, 719-582-8492 if you have any small business tax questions. One more time on the number there. 719-582-8492. All right, Wayne. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. Another show of the extra in the books. You have Tom Martino joining you next.